Hello, my name is Armando, and today I will be going over the poems Broken Rice, Dinosaurs in the Hood, and Dear White America by Donna Smith. And to start out, I will be giving you some background information on Donna Smith. Donna Smith is a black, queer, pause writer and performer from St. Paul, Minnesota. Donna Smith is the author of Homie, another poem titled Don't Call Us Dead. He is also the winner of the Forward Prize for Best Collection, the Midwest Booksellers Choice Award, and a finalist for the National Book Award. He is a winner of the Kate Tufts Discovery Award, the Lamba Literary Award for Gay Poetry. They are the recipient of fellowships from the Poetry Foundation, the McKnight Foundation, and Mont Alvo Art Center, Cave Canem, and the National Endowment for the Arts. His work has been featured widely on platforms such as BuzzFeed, The New York Times, PBS NewsHour, Best American Poetry, Poetry Magazine, and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He's been featured on Forbes' annual 30 Under 30 list and is the winner of the Pushcart Prize. He is also a member of the Dark Noise Collective and the co-host of <coughs> He is also a member of the Dark Noise Collective and the co-host of Verses with Fanny Choi, a podcast sponsored by the Poetry Foundation and Post Loudness. In doing my research, I could not find a birthday for Donna Smith. I looked everywhere. Their birthday is nowhere to be found. But for other information, I did find that they got a bachelor's degree in University of Wisconsin-Madison, and they attended, attended Central High School in St. Paul, Minnesota. But to begin, I will be reading Dinosaurs in the Hood. Let's begin. Dinosaurs in the Hood by Donna Smith. Let's make a movie called Dinosaurs in the Hood. Jurassic Park meets Friday meets the pursuit of happiness. There should be a scene where a little black boy is playing with a toy dinosaur on the bus and looks out the window and sees the T-Rex because he has to be a T-Rex. Don't let Tarantino direct this. In his version, the boys play with a gun. The metaphor, black boys toy with their own lives. The foreshadow to his end. The spitting image of his father. Fuck that. The kid has a plastic brontosaurus or triceratops. And this is his proof of magic or God or Santa. I want a scene where a cop car gets pooped on by a pterodactyl. A scene where the corner store turns into a battleground. 
Don't let the Wayne brothers in this movie. I don't want any racist shit about Asian people or overused Latino stereotypes. This movie is about a neighborhood of royal folks. Children of slaves and immigrants and addicts and exiles, saving their own from real-ass dinosaurs. I don't want some cheesy yet progressive, mong sexy hot dude hero with a funny yet strong commanding black girl buddy cop film. This is not a vehicle for Will Smith and Sylvia Vergara. I want grandmas on the front porch talking about raptors. With guns, they hid in walls and under mattresses. I want those little spitty, screamy dinosaurs. I want Cecily Tyson to make a speech, maybe two. I want Viola Davis to say the sitting the last scene with a black fist afro pick through the last dinosaur's long, cold-blooded neck. But this can't be a black movie. This can't be a black movie. This can't be dismissed. Because of its cast or audience, the movie can't be a metaphor for people for black people and extinction, this movie can't be about race. This movie can't be about black pain or cause black people pain. This movie can't be about a long history of having a long history with her. This movie can't be about race. Nobody can say nigga in this movie. Who can't say it to my face in public? No chicken jokes in this movie. No bullets in the heroes. And no one kills the black boy. And no one kills the black boy. And no one kills the black boy. Besides, the only reason I want to make this is far f- for that first scene. That little black boy in the bus with a toy dinosaur. His eyes wide and endless. His dreams possible. Pulsing and right there. When reading this poem, I understand it. When they reference Jurassic Park, Friday, and The Pursuit of Happiness. Seeing all those movies, it's like, you understand their perspective being a queer African American. Because when you look at things from their view and see how these movies are put together it's stereotype after stereotype after stereotype and it is kind of frustrating saying these things because in things like The Pursuit of Happiness that movie is I guess it's um, purpose is to show that a black man's effort can only go so far as a white man will let him. And how they also bring up how the way in bros they the countless amount of movies they be in whether it's hilarious whether it's serious whether whatever it is a lot of those movies it's humor is built on stereotypes of all the cultures but the one thing that 
Donna Smith really does well is picking what makes those movies apart. He wants the elements of those movies, like how he talks about the children of the slaves, the immigrants, the addicts, and the exiles. That's what they're based upon, but that's not really what they're showing. Because a lot of these are humor and they just give you a prefix because these are Hollywood films, especially from the 1990s to the mid to late 2000s. Stuff like what a real minority society is wouldn't pass as a Hollywood film. And his use of repetition. He uses repetition in a couple different places to really solidify that idea. Like how he says... He says... This movie can't be about black pain or cause back pain. This movie cannot be a long history of having a long history with hurt. This movie can't be about race. He uses that that same, I guess, prefix. Or it's not a prefix, but he uses the same two words in the beginning of the sentence. This movie, this movie. So he's trying to solidify ideas. And then he also says, no, no one kills the black boy. No one kills the black boy. No one kills the black boy. Because a lot of a lot of films portraying the. The essence of being a black male in America like Boys in the Hood Juice Fresh all those movies there is a whether it's a child or a teen they really portray what it is they give this teen a backstory they give him a plot and at the end of the movie he or someone around him is killed which I don't think is fair but that is my analysis of this poem I will now be moving on to broke in rice with beef and veggies blessed with an egg saffron salad and chili with garlic or dirty not quite red bugging the beans or just rice water the miracle of salt 
the grains in salt of of salt the grains promise to pillow and stretch I used to hate rice hated hated how broke it sounded rice 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 a pocket with three copper coins hunger tambourine I hated all of it I hated the water ghost bleach by starch hated the puffy moons poking my stomach like a sickness and in ending sickness hated everything that I would marry now like it would I would marry water could have it could have me without adding me I'd marry the moon change my name to its hour I would I would have I would wed the yolk gold rice stuck in the yolk yellow teeth to to my homegirls were and not already jewels mining their laughs blinged out like a dowry shining next to the bells of mint bovine ribbons confit carrots After reading this poem a couple times, I still struggled to read it. And this is the first time I've ever really read a poem like this. It is a bit hard to read considering that its words are broken up. But when you take it a little bit slower... They're essentially talking about a meal, which one used to hate, and now they have came to love for its simpleness. Because people think that a meal needs to be so expensive. As it talks about three copper coins. You could get. A cup of rice. You might even be able to get a whole bag of rice. For less than a couple dollars. And how he talks about the ingredients. He He breaks it down. talks about saffron he talks about solely chili with garlic he talks about egg and egg yolk talks about beef and veggies and then he talks about the quality of the rice he talks about the grains he talks about the water that is now foggy from the starch of the rice talks about the shape of the rice and its moon and then as as you go down you hear him talk about how he has 
had now he now has love for the rice but then he brings up his homegirls and then he introduces another food talking about the bovine ribbons and cold cone feed carrots and he could be talking about how his meal compared to theirs is two different things because maybe he didn't have the money for it or maybe he grew up and he only wished that he could have something else because of his state of income there's an in all my research I found very little on Donna Smith's life only about the awards they earn and where they're from finding their birthday was impossible clicked on multiple websites little was known now I'll be reading Dear White America by Donna Smith I've left Earth in search of darker planets, a solar system revolving too near a black hole. I've left in search of a new god. I do not trust the god you have given us. My grandmother's hallelujah is only outdone by the fear she nurses every time the blood-fat summer swallows another child who used to sing in choir. Take your god back. Though his songs are beautiful, his miracles are inconsistent. I want the fat of Lazarus for Renisha. Want Chucky, Bo, Meech, Trayvon, Sean, and Janalaya risen three days after their entombing. Their ghosts regifted flesh and blood. Their flesh and blood regifted their children. I've left Earth. I am equal parts sick of your go back to Africa, and I just don't see race. Neither the popular tree. We did not build your boats though we did leave a trail of kin to guide us home we did not build your prisons though we did and we will fill them too we did not ask to be part of your america (coughs) though we are not america her joints brittle and dragging a ripped gown through oakland i can't stand your ground i'm sick of calling your recklessness a law each night i count my brother's and in the morning, when some do not survive to be counted, I, can, I count the holes they leave. I reach for black folks to touch only air. Your master magic trick, America. Now he's breathing. Now we, now he don't. Abracadavir. White bread voodoo. Sorcery you claim not to practice. Hand my cousin a pistol to do your work. I tried white people. I tried to love you. But you spent my, my brother's funeral making plans for brunch. Talking too loud to his next to his bones you took one look at the river plump with the body of boy after girl after sweet boy and asked why does it always have to be about race because you made it that way because you put an asterisk on my sister's gorgeous face call her pretty for a black girl because black girls go missing without such a whisper of where because there are no amber alerts for amber skinned girls because Jordan Bloom 
because M.A. whistled, because Huey P. smoked, because Martin preached, because black boys can always be too too loud to live, because it's taking my papa's and my grandma's time, my father's time, my mother's time, my aunt's time, my uncle's time, my brother's time, my brother and my sister's time. How much time do you want for progress? I've left there to find a place where my kin can be safe, where black people ain't but people the same color as good, wet earth, and until that means something, until then, I bid you well, I bid you war, I bid you our lives to gamble with no more. I've left earth and I'm touching everything you beg your telescope to show you. I'm giving the stars their right names in this life. This new story in history you cannot steal or sell or cast overboard or hang or beat or drown or own or, or redline or check or science or cheat or choke or cover up or jail or shoot or jail or shoot or jail or shoot or run or ruin this if only this is ours so for this one i'm thinking about i i understand many of the references like we do not build your your prayer your jails your prisons but we do fill them so talking about how the outstanding percentage of minorities specifically african americans in that are incarcerated how they make up most of the percentage of like that prison's population and also about um when they reference when they they reference I guess African Americans that have made a difference like they reference Jordan Emmett like Emmett Till I believe the one who whistled at the white lady but come to find out that It never really happened. She only said it happened. And a lot of, a lot of it's just talking about the racism in America, the unjustness, and how African Americans deserve more than what they're getting. African-Americans always get the second hand, get the let-me-downs, get the... They always get the doubt. How he says, you call an an African-American girl, you call her pretty, but then you denote it by saying for a black girl. And just considering the title titled Dear White America he says himself this is for people of white America because people of white America do not understand what it feels like to be a minority and I'm speaking generally obviously there are this not everyone I'm a I'm but it's only 
there are less cases of people of white Americans that understand what if it is to be in poverty than it is for the case for African Americans.